0: Survey of Linguistic Evidence of Metaconsciousness in Tier 19 Theran Primates by Yust Puustkru, E Agrios Tertai, Fotios Klonocki, Myoskram and Ioannis T. Kavvoshes. From Volume 155, Number Zeta of Speculative Grammarian, January 2009.
1: Special Supplemental Letter from the Editor. The following message arrived several months ago at the Specgram main offices as a steganographic message encoded in the gift card attached to a big ol' bucket o' meat gift basket from Bixty's world of taste, which had been the usual method of communication between the Specgram editorial board and one of our top informants, known only to us by the codename El Buo. We have good reason to believe El Buo has regularly worked as a top exolinguistic consultant to one or more three-letter agencies of the United States government. We have not heard from El Bua since this message was sent. In keeping with clause 17 of our consulting contract with El Bua, we must 1. assume he or she is dead, 2. stop payment to the numbered Swiss account, and 3. publish this, the last missive we received. Fortunately, with the new Obama administration coming to power, we are considerably less concerned about our chances of winding up in Gitmo over this. To the editors of Specgram, in May of 1952, an unexpected and officially denied Soviet rocket, launched covertly from an undisclosed location in the Ukraine, passed within 17 centimeters of a radio-invisible stealth satellite controlled by a private German defense contractor. Yes, I know that contradicts the official history of space exploration on Earth, but we aren't children here. The satellite tumbled out of control, knocked wildly off axes but undamaged. By sheer luck it locked onto a faint signal that closely resembled its Earth-based target carrier wave. For almost 20 years, the satellite was thought lost. In 1968 a U.S. defense contractor, I can't say which, but it rhymes with either Lead or Ballyurton, through a complex series of international mergers and shady leveraged buyout deals, came to own the rights to the supposedly lost satellite. In 1971? The Salute space station nearly crashed into the errant, formerly German, satellite. The crew was able to grapple the satellite into an airlock. The US defense contractor learned of its existence almost immediately and demanded it be returned to them, nearly provoking an international incident. Inside, they found nearly two decades' worth of recordings of the signal the satellite had mistaken for its original target. In late 1972, I was called in to make sense of the data by 1978 we had decoded most of it in large part thanks to the early prototype of the Autogrammaticon developed by the computational linguists at Specgram, on 18 paralyzed Sinclair ZX-79 prototype personal computers, and we had verified the existence of a large intergalactic communication network operating via tachyon modulation of radio wave signals. Famed electrical engineer Tipper Gore led a team in reverse engineering those protocols leading directly to the development of TCPIP and the eventual birth of the Internet as we know it today. Desperate to be the first Earth nation to dominate this new medium, the U.S. launched a satellite designed specifically to interact with this network, and began sending crude messages in 1984. Talk about noobs. As far as we can tell, this intrusion was not appreciated. I believe, but have been unable to confirm, that both the Challenger and Columbia Shuttle accidents were intended to discourage additional traffic on the network. One further unexpected, clear, and even more serious consequence of invoking the ire of the intergalactic communicants has been an ongoing discussion of the sentience level, and hence intergalactic legal standing, of humans. Since establishing a permanent connection to the intergalactic communication network, We have intercepted and decoded many arguments and counter-arguments ranging from granting Earth-protected status in isolation as a living museum, to total destruction of the Earth to make way for a hyperspace bypass to nowhere. I've only been able to remove one document, partially translated and transliterated in Autogrammatic on Normal Form 3.37 from the enclave where I've been working all these years. Its focus is primarily linguistic but it covers the main arguments in other fields. So it seems appropriate to send it to you for many reasons, though the main one is that you are the only ones left that I trust. Vice President of the United States, I can't say which one, but let's call him Darth Cheney, has recently become involved and is trying hard to hide the possible impending eradication of the human species or even destruction of the Earth. I fear he is on to me. He has invited my team to go hunting with him. I hereby invoke Clause Seventeen. Signed, L. Buow. The document L. Buow refers to is the centerpiece of this special supplemental issue of Speculative Grammarian. Continue on, if you dare.
0: Survey of Linguistic Evidence of Metaconsciousness in Tier Nineteen Terran Primates, presented by Sulpus Eustrept E Departmental Oncephalis and. The coherent biovoltaic after image of Iodorolstiakalashe Swezi. Emeritus, deceased. The Department of Biolinguistics of Subsentient Species, Kamli Skrivuel Zion University. Planet Kershi or Braze Ksi Pro. Faimbul Cluster. Fameble Cluster. Zaostation Galaxy. Presented at the 23,746,844th Quinquennial Symposium of the Upper Out Galaxy Association of Biolinguistics, held at Yungflus University. Planet Triosul Zeta, Ie Flux Cluster, Yajizal Galaxy, Galactic Date 11.7882.8.97. Abstract: The human problem, as it has come to be known, is a thorny one at best. Consider the following quote from Iost Koyez, Roy, former regional prime minister of the Ie Flux Cluster, running for re-election on an anti-human campaign platform. The humans' incessant disruptions to our communications networks, though technically minor, are, without a doubt, the most annoying thing to happen to the intergalactic reticulum since Cantu and Siegel transmitted their infamous 14 quintillion copies of the cross-cluster migration credential sweepstakes message. Kantier and Siegel were imprisoned in a black hole for one-third of eternity. Do the humans deserve less? Many hotly debated questions remain, are tier 19th Theran primates, so-called humans, even conscious? Are they metaconscious? Can they think? Do they have language? Are they sentient? Are they softens? Can they simply be eradicated as pests? What is their galactic and intergalactic legal standing? The main purpose of this paper is to summarize the main non-linguistic evidence against human metaconsciousness and present the findings of our recent research into the linguistic and paralinguistic evidence concerning human consciousness and sentience. Survey of established non-linguistic evidence and opinion. Alas, the generally agreed to rating of Tier 19 for the Terran primates known as humans may be misleading. While the pants universal-tiered sentience classification system has been a very useful tool for several megaeons, it clearly is lacking in scientific precision because of its utter failure to unambiguously categorize humans. Humans rate just above or just below the softened threshold 20 on every one of 17,004 measurable dimensions. None of the other billion-plus species evaluated in the last decade have been so consistent, or so consistently mediocre. 90% of the species tested have rated a maximum score 137.035999 in at least a 1,000 dimensions. The previous minimum number of maximal scores for a softened species was 14, for the free earth free of planet Frilbuoschloria jeg, in the I.E. Flux Cluster, in the Yajizout Out galaxy, who also happened to hold the record for the highest average score 133.894406. Thus was their softened hood never in question. Prior to humans, the highest average score for a non sentient species was 4.159, and the highest maximum score for a non sentient species was only 13. This lack of clear delineation between sentience and non-sentience has been used as evidence against human sentience, though it is more properly a failure of the tool at hand. Be that as it may, academic experts in many fields have in recent symposia put forth their reasoning as to why humans cannot be considered sentient, most arguing a specific lack of ability in some capacity considered common or crucial among sentient species. Oft quoted excerpts are provided below. In the field of cosmology, their ridiculous understanding of the anthropic principle and, in particular, their miscomprehension of the participatory anthropic principle and their inability to reconcile it with standard cosmological models of non teleological deterministic semi-hygnostic involuted epigenesis is clear evidence that humans are not actually sentient. In the field of mathematics, after almost a century of effort, humans have been unable to find a solution to the problem of the incompleteness of formal systems, they have been unable to prove the continuum theorem, and they are still mucking about with the axiom of choice. While it is uncommon but not unheard of in immature members of some species, even fully adult humans do not use surreal numbers in everyday life. In the field of physics, humans have been unable to compute the fine structure constant from first principles, they haven't generally theorized anything below the level of strings, they are nowhere near developing the most rudimentary forms of quantum gravity. To call their science of physical laws, physics, is laughable. In the field of technology, They, the humans, seem to have developed a practical control of tachyon modulation of radio waves only as a result of receiving our network communication traffic. They are still confined to sublight transportation, and have yet to harness even 0.1% of the energy output of their home star. What idiocy! What waste! In the field of chemistry, humans still consider chemistry, the study of the composition, structure, and properties of matter, its own branch of science and have not yet reduced it to a trivial specialization of general physical equations. In the field of environmental science... The Tier 19 Terran primates have consistently poisoned their environment at an accelerating pace for eons, and have not yet taken note at the species level of the fact that they are stewing in their own collective filth. In the field of religion, approximately no humans, out of their paltry billions of individuals, subscribe to either of the provably true religions, blooduweidrism and anti-blooduweidrism. In the field of economics, not all humans have even basic theoretical underpinnings to their understanding of economics. Among those who do, or think that they do, many subscribe to the absurd notion of the invisible hand, a concept so bizarre and counterintuitive that only the most adept tier 120 anthropological economists have been able to begin to fully consider it without suffering illogic-induced catatonia. In the field of morality and culture, consider, 1. The eating of other self-aware creatures, 2. Non-voluntary starvation, 3. Organized and wars, 4. Non-consensual murder, 5. Lack of universal health care, 6. Copyright, 7. Personal property, 8. Software patents not even one of the eight great universal culture destroying evils has been eliminated from human society. They have no redeeming value as a species. In the field of medicine, while their physiology is quite unusual, they have barely doubled their natural span and routinely die long before their planet has circled their star 137.035999 times, much less anywhere near the intergalactic average of 137,035.999 revolutions. In the field of computer science, Humans have not discovered simple order log n sorting, they have not proven that p equals np, and they have no serious quantum computing capabilities. They still use binary logic for bloody weather's sake. In the field of psychology, while humans clearly demonstrate consciousness and self-awareness, they lack clear evidence of self-referentiality, psychologic involution, and hyperbolic internal emotional projection, all basic hallmarks of metaconsciousness. Truth be told, there are dozens of species who, though they would not brag about it, had not managed to achieve full facility in one or more of these or other areas when they joined the intergalactic community. But there are none that failed in so many areas at once. Recent Linguistic and Paralinguistic Evidence Our research program has consisted largely of automatic analysis of the complete corpus of the tiny amount of human communicative data available, consisting of all printed works and all direct and broadcast electromagnetically transmitted communications including printed matter such as books, journals, newspapers, etc audio transmissions such as radio, phone, etc., video transmissions such as television, webcam, etc., and textual transmissions such as email, IM, etc., produced by humans in a double octet of circlings of their planet around its star. This is mere dozens of yotobytes, yet it is enough to draw a small number of interesting observations. As above, we have no definitive proof of the lack of human sentience, but rather a preponderance of evidence of many shortcomings. As noted before, the most troubling aspect of our investigations is the lack of clear evidence for, or against, sentience, a problem that has never arisen for any of the billion plus softened species catalogued in the Pan-Galactic-Gargle-Blastian Codex. For the present discussion we will refrain from referring to the human communication systems as languages, just as many other researchers may refer to them as conscious, but not metaconscious. This should not be construed to imply any particular prejudged position on the relevant matters, rather, as passions run so high on this topic, we will not use terminology that clouds the debate by straying from generally agreed upon facts. Important features and limitations of the human linguistic system, with comparisons to notes often races. With respect to artificial languages, human constructed communication systems are usually less complex than their natural communication systems, for example, the richly bitter tasting Esperanto that has become such a gourmet delight among and synesthetes or so unhelpfully complex that no humans can use them fluently, such as the poisonous loge barn that nearly killed the Draylobeian ambassador at the last biolinguistics symposium. With respect to environmental linguistics, in addition to not realizing that, environmentally, they are stewing in their own collective filth, humans have done little to recognize the environmental impact of their biolinguistic activities, nor to optimize their communication system performance to minimize environmental degradation but compare the Oevi Apesklaes, a scholar Keith, who pessimized their linguistic efficiency and related environmental degradation in protest of galactic regulations, in the Ejuvarum Brave Braifebo Galaxy, governing the use of metabolically expensive articulations, citing rights of planetary self-determination under their Articles of Galactic Federation. With respect to writing systems, All known human writing systems, with the possible exception of Rongo-Rongo, which is still being deciphered by linguists in the exalaic galaxy, fail to provide even the most basic sensory overlay to convey the complex emotions experienced by an author. Rarely is color, humans' most complex and basic sensory modality, even contrastive in human writing. But compare the Pledecis, who purposefully flattened their writing system to prevent accidental overstimulation in their population, which was suffering a general increase in the abuse of stimulants, similar to the human caffeine addiction. With respect to linguistic abuse... Humans are uncommonly fond of TLAs, known for millions of eons to be hazardous to clear thinking and transparent communication, much to their detriment. But compare the Earth, who optimized their language using a lossless entropy coding to convert the vast majority of the lexemes in their language into three-character strings, treating them as TLAs for mnemonic purposes during the conversion process. With respect to theoretical linguistic limitations, human linguists have not universally embraced either of the two provably true universal theories of language, lexicalism and antilexicalism. Further, 99.9% of human linguists suffer from framework psychosis. But compare the Kpistabhive Shomshed, who temporarily but purposefully induce framework psychosis in their best linguists to increase the fervor with which they pursue their own truth, all in order to prevent subservience to possibly incorrect orthodoxy. With respect to linguistic performance limitations, while the gap between linguistic competence and performance is never nil, humans, given their extremely simplistic communication systems, make performance errors at an incredible rate. And due to cognitive limitations, humans cannot handle any serious form of center embedding. Oddly, they even seem to think of it as a disease. But compare the Yipervan Karhrl Hadla Hawu who suffer advanced symmetry psychosis, taking center embedding and related concepts to such an extreme that every element of their language now exhibits seven-dimensional structural, orthographic, temporal, cognitive, and geometric symmetry. Almost any softened capable of unlimited center embedding will acquire symmetry psychosis just from being exposed to the Yipervan Kahrl Hadla Hawu language even if they don’t understand it with respect to computational linguistics. The humans' machine-based language processing skills are rudimentary at best, and they have nothing approaching artificial intelligence. They don't even know how to measure what they are doing. But compare the only known naturally evolved machine intelligent species, the who After developing a species-wide biological inferiority complex, abandoned machine-based language processing in favor of engineered and hydroponically grown biolinguistic organs. With respect to linguistic data mining. Humans do most of their data mining on their own, rather than in large teams or using robots, with few protections from data poisoning or theoretical undermining. But compare noted softened search Yelm, U-I-O-T-B-E-A-A, of the three U-V-A-A-B-E, who, disregarding all linguistic data mining precautions, dove into several megayotabytes of unfiltered and unstructured linguistic data, with only a note-taking device, and only 73 eons later, having been given up for dead and lost, emerged with definitive empirical proof of lexicalism, antilexicalism, blodewedrism, and anti antibodewedrism with respect to general grammatical complexity. Individual human dialects can be isomorphically reduced to a mere six- or eight-dimensional representation. But compare the well-known Pliac Picee whose incredibly complicated system of honorifics and 729-dimensional syntax ultimately encode only three semantic meanings, want, do not want, and what. With respect to the induction of mental states. The human communication system does not reliably or directly induce mental states in the minds of other humans, thus perhaps explaining their failing in so many sciences, but rather refers to commonly accepted but very fuzzily defined speech community constructs. But compare the chi theory named Kruo, who, for one million and one generations, purposely abandoned direct mental state induction as a species-wide linguistic performance piece. With respect to historical instability. Similarly, human communication systems change radically over time precisely because of these fuzzily defined speech community constructs, even historically changing modalities. Perhaps this rate of change also contributes to, or is caused by, their freakishly short lifespan. But compare the tragedy of the Shuefriors Blue Swash, whose language spontaneously changed modalities from 1. Sound with limb shape and color, to 2. 11-dimensional neutrino stream modulation, to 3. Electromagnetic wave interference patterns, to 4. Frattle whole body textures, in successive generations. Of course, they were gripped by a species-wide genetic self-modification psychosis at the time. With respect to theoretical linguistics, vanishingly few human linguists have yet accepted the clear truth of the wanky-doodle constraint, although it's as yet for humans' unperceived effect is clearly evidenced in much of their greatest dramatic and tragic literature, particularly the works of William Shakespeare, Monty Python, and Douglas Adams. But compare the ugly absurd, who, species-wide, set aside all conscious knowledge of the implications of the wanky-doodle constraint as a way to allow more levity and humor into their previously stagnant literary canon with respect to meta-theoretical meta-linguistics. Similarly, humans on the whole have not grasped the full implications of universal science, as it applies to their own innate and ex nit capabilities. While many softened species do not arrive at UXN of their own accord, no others have had it presented to them and not immediately grasped its consequences at a species-wide level. But compare the oerge blurf pimes pang eaf bromime who subsequently rejected UXN as incompatible with free will. Another outmoded concept the humans cling to. Alas! With respect to rhetoric, Humans are generally swayed by emotional argumentation rather than logical analysis, and their communication systems will support and their cultures will reward the ability to hide facts and persuade without reason. They even have a name for it, rhetoric. Few, if any, consciously fight against it. But compare the Vakkawar who banned all logic and rational argumentation in their home planetary system, erklig gig 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 fristburg, in an effort to become a kinder, gentler subspecies readers less than 47 years old may have forgotten that the inhabitants of Ok fristborg were saved by scientific brethren on science colony planet number four who happened to master both technology and nutritional products just as the environment collapsed, earning the scientific their place in intergalactic society. With respect to military linguistics, Not only do humans regularly engage in wars of aggression against their own species, they even use linguistically disruptive weapons against one another. But compare the Humuhumunukunukuaruaka, who, despite being a tier 98 species, not only take pride in their warrior skills, but have even genetically engineered a subspecies of themselves who do not use language, so that they are immune to the effects of the linguistically disruptive weapons the Humuhumunukunukuaruaka developed in their earlier, more barbaric days. With respect to subsentient communication. Humans have in general failed to sculpt their communication system into something sufficiently rational that non-human subsentients on their home planet could learn the basics of it. But compare the Waka RR, the only known softened species to inhabit a planet without any subsentient life forms. Disclaimer: We, the authors of this work, are required by intergalactic law, conforming to decision 12.4320.3.57b 9435 of the Superior Court of the Goals 2ACC Hod Cluster showed through our galaxy, upon any mention of the Waka'a'a or their lonely life-form status to inform all listeners that the Waka'a'a have been cleared of any and or wrongdoing in the 17 Vigentillion deaths of all other higher and lower life-forms on their home planet of Noasteac, its binary companion planet Mbeskrixjorg, and the seven previously life-supporting planets of the nearby Yggelbergle star system, and that to imply or infer otherwise is a thought crime against softness and direct violation of intergalactic law, enforceable by compulsory mind-scan. With respect to syntactic complexity... The human communication system can be adequately described or very nearly so by two-dimensional binary branching tree diagrams possibly with a fractal branching complexity of less than 2 such simplicity is all but unheard of in softened languages but compare the little studied gerer old vankinsan you whose syntax has been proven to be nearly as unsophisticated requiring no more than a three-dimensional codficating non-euclidean manifold representation with respect to the status of literature Among the predominant human cultures, excelling at studies of their comparatively great literature does not lead to positions of extreme esteem but compare the Kipik or Ukok Skrylb and their ethically motivated vow of poverty for their greatest experts in literature, imposed to improve and increase the pathos of the 14 generations of royal poet globules given the task to extemporaneously compose a meta dirge for the recently injured crown prince cluster, d 2 torklo or Klo who increased their likelihood of accidental death over the next four to five eons by up to 00000000001 percent when they unexpectedly stubbed one of their tentacles. With respect to the status of linguistics, Similarly, among all human cultures with linguists, physicists, and mathematicians, humans who become linguists have less stature, prestige, and esteem than either the physicists or the mathematicians. But compare the pludues Livestream ditch whose physicists have such a pronounced case of linguistics envy that they have declared linguistics a locally illegal science on their home planet of U. Yard. With respect to dimensionality, the primary human communication channel is only one sound-based channel, allowing only two limited dimensions of temporal variation, frequency and amplitude. But compare the LBZU-Klongskli, who communicate only through an essentially unary code, based on the length of silences between vocalizations and the finally timed emotional responses to those durations, all hardwired into their cogitation organelles. With respect to biolinguistics, humans have not generally undertaken any serious or methodical study of biolinguistics, barely even recognizing, much less understanding, the space-borne viral component of language. Even so, they should not have failed to realize that pholinoids are actually avatars of pure evil from the Rorahim hyperbolic inverse universe, and that their primary function in this universe is to induce linguistic degradation. But compare the Rorahim, who consciously caught the pholinoids, believing them to be deities similar to some early human cultures, and themselves and their language made in their image. None of the linguistic and paralinguistic shortcomings of humans are qualitatively unique to humans. Other species have been known to demonstrate the same shortcomings, though to a lesser degree and in substantially fewer numbers per species. What does this mean for the human sentience debate? That is still woefully unclear. What does this mean for the debate about the human problem? That is more clear. Conclusion after much research, philosophical wrangling and deep Pneuma searching it is the carefully considered position of the zo Station Oephetonian OE galactic Biolinguistics Association that whether or not the facts are ever truly clear it is a moral imperative that the Tier 19 primates that inhabit Terra be preserved if only for their research value, if they are indeed sentient let alone softens their active demise at the hands of any intergalactic agency or citizen is a crime against all softens If not, they represent a unique cluster of mental, cultural, and linguistic attributes, the loss of which would be a lesser but still egregious crime against all science.